everyone, this is Tech in the City from the at-home, pop-up, makeshift, self-isolated studio network here in beautiful Windsor, Ontario. This is a podcast about tech, business, and everything in between. I'm your host, Yvonne Pilon. You may know me as the girl who, like most of you, is adapting to a new normal. A normal that includes remote working, living in comfy clothes, overeating, and rationing of toilet paper. For all the latest local tech news, make sure to follow the Tech in the City hashtag on all major social media platforms or sign up for the WeTech Alliance monthly Tech It Out newsletter. Today I'm joined by phone with Chuck Stoffel. Chuck is a local STEM educator at Hetherington Elementary School. Chuck runs their makerspace. It's called the Hawk Makerspace. He is the first, I believe, STEM certified educator here locally, uh, certified by STEM.org. He is also an active coach and mentor for things like the First Robotics Lego League. He's a math specialist. He's a consultant. He's a teacher librarian, a dad, a husband, and today we want to talk about his love um, of being a maker. Welcome to Tech in the City. Chuck, how are you doing? I'm good, Yvonne. How are you? I'm good. How's uh, life in self-isolation treating you? Uh, it's, uh, it's it's not too bad, actually. I'm keeping fairly busy. Um, like we, we talked about before, I, I do have a, a, a house full of people because... Um, my uh, our son's home and our daughter's uh, you know uh, learning online because she's a student at um, uh, Wayne State and we actually have two extra bodies here um, friends that are are parked here for a little while until uh, you know they get to go back where they have to go to so it's definitely an interesting time I I, I know we talked earlier and I am myself going a little bit stir crazy but it's it's all for the right reasons on why we're staying in and and I, we'll talk about a little bit of what I saw uh, what's happening on Twitter in your home but maybe for those listening um, just maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you fell in love with being a maker or kind of the making space okay well um, so First of all, I, I'm a teacher, and I teach at uh, Hetherington Public School um, in Windsor. And um, my my official role there is teacher librarian, but uh, what I do is uh, I teach makerspace and uh, a STEM program to, uh, to all the students in our school, all 400 and approximately 20. Um, and, you know, it's, it's funny how I kind of fell into it. I've always... I've always enjoyed making and tinkering because my um, so my dad was a tool and die maker, and you know growing up in London we had a small shop in our garage so we were always making stuff and building things and, and tinkering around. Um, so you know I think I kind of I kind of grew into it. Um, and in terms of school, uh, I I always learned more um, when it was hands on. So anything that I could touch and feel and uh, and use my hands, I you know I, I kind of uh, gravitated towards that in terms of uh, in terms of learning, and you know I've just moved that into uh, teaching now. You know, in terms of uh, helping the kids do the same sort of thing that I enjoyed. And if anyone follows you, so for those listening, you can follow Chuck at Chuck Stoffel um, on on Twitter, and he's very active in, in sharing what's not only happening uh, in the classroom but at home. And speaking of at home, I saw something. And I only wish we could be visual here today, but you have uh, built uh, something to help feed your dog. Tell us more about that and what's going on at home. Uh, okay. Um, long story short, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I think we'll talk about it a little later, but uh, I am making a bunch of videos, and one of them is um, 
for students a challenge for them to do a Rube Goldberg, which is basically uh, um, it's kind of a reaction, a chain reaction project. And uh, I enlisted the help of, of the bodies here, and, and, you know, they're all basically students, so although they're older students that I would teach. And uh, I said, okay, we've got to make one of these. And <laughs> the end goal was going to be to feed the dog. So we made a small, you know, um, 16 to 20-second Rube Goldberg that, uh, you know, starts off one way and goes through a number of different reactions, and it ends up uh, dropping some food for the dog. And it actually uh, turned out really well. So, so I'm only wondering if you can uh, substitute the dog for a person because uh, I, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Casper. Uh, it's, it's an old movie, but there's a, a, a machine that this inventor basically develops that basically guides you from getting ready in the morning to feeding you, brushing your teeth, combing your hair, and um, it would be really nice if that was that existed at this at this point in time. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. And then I, I think it was interesting how they realized that even something so simple, you know, is becomes very complicated. It takes a lot of time. Yeah, and uh, and 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 Chuck, just for those listening, you know, we, you'll talk about we'll talk about the makerspace that you have at Hetherington. But for those who don't even know what the word makerspace really is, how, how do you define that? Um, now there there's there's a lot of definitions, but you know, basically, it's it's a place that um, where students can explore all the all the STEM activities, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, through basically uh, hands-on activities and, and different challenges, you know, that involve a lot of uh, collaboration and problem solving. So it's really a way for them, it's a way for the curriculum to come to life. Um, and the, the best way I like to explain it to people is um, it makes our two-dimensional education <clears throat> basically a three-dimensional experience. You know, that's... No. Kind of and again, it's almost as seeing is believing. I know uh, we'll talk a little bit about what you're what you've been up to at Hetherington Elementary. Um, and and again, we do want to give a plug to the, your YouTube station where you're actually uh, providing lessons uh, for I guess for parents and teachers to help kind of learn while you're at home. So uh, what what is happening at Hetherington? Because it is really unique what you've built. Um, in fact, would you say it's one of very few probably maker spaces in the Windsor Essex region? Um, yes, there there aren't not many. Um, ours, I know, is is one, and there there is another one that operates a little more part time as well. But uh, you know, I have to say, it has a lot to do with our administration. Our principal, Rob Capitano, he's a he's a big proponent of of you know the science behind it and, and makerspace. But so what we do is um, we have a, a dedicated makerspace in our school. It, it's um, in the library. It takes up quite a bit of space. And within it, we have many different supplies, anywhere from, you know, cardboard tubes and, and different uh, recyclable materials in cardboard um, that uh, students will use to do challenges and activities. They're, they're, they're given a challenge in order to make something solve a problem as part of the curriculum. And, uh, you know, they make it come to life. But we also have, you know, um, a whole wall of Lego supplies for you know basic Legos for robotics, um, we also have a lot of circuits that we use. And you know, in terms of electricity, we have lighting, uh, LED lights, and different wiring. Um, so it's 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 quite a range of materials that we have. Uh, and usually, for most of the projects, um, students have pretty free access to to most of the materials. Um, so you know, if if you like uh, 
part of your your day or your lesson, this is not it. Um, <laughs> because you know the only the only time we really have a lot of discussions is before and after. So before they'll be given a challenge. Here's what you have to do. For example, um, you know you have to use a certain principle to make this car run on its own power, basically. And here's kind of an idea of what we're looking for, and go at it. And the idea behind that is, first you have to understand the problem, you have to solve it, you have to maybe do a sketch, come up with an idea, and build it. You know, and we don't want to give them too much uh, instruction because we want it to be their own idea. And you know, many times you'll see ten groups and maybe ten different projects, you know, or ten different ways to do it, which is just awesome because they learn from each other. And then the only other, sorry, go ahead. Oh no no go go ahead I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> and the only and the only other time that we get together then is um, near the end of the project where we kind of gather again and say okay so how did it work you know did we solve it uh, what were the problems um, you know what were all the solutions that we came up with how would you do it differently the next time and they 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 quickly realize and I think the majority of the students know this now is everything we build in Makerspace is a prototype. Nothing yeah. is a final product. Yeah. Right? And and the first thing they always ask, though, is, okay, is this a prototype we can take home, or is this a prototype that we're pulling apart to redo? You know, um, so they're, 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 they've become quite the engineers in terms of, you know, that sort of thing. I love that. And Chuck, I've always said this, I cannot wait till we, we can get back into going out and uh, I've always wanted to come to your class because based on what I see on Twitter, it looks like a lot of fun. So, Yeah, and it I, is. Yeah. No, it is. And I appreciate you recognizing, you know, the leadership um, at your uh, your school board for, for saying yes to this. But I know it, it also takes a lot of manpower and and power to lead these. So you deserve a big thank you too, because I know not only are you building that maker space, but you're also uh, part of community things like uh, we've hosted in the past as Maker Fair, and you're also uh, an active mentor for uh, the FIRST Robotics uh, LEGO League team. So you deserve a big thank you as well. Well, I appreciate it, but you know, it, 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 if you enjoy it enough, it, yes. it doesn't seem like work, you know. I mean, that's, that, that's all part of it, and, and for me, it's... Uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, to watch the kids succeed and, and challenge themselves and, and problem solve and, you know, ask questions where they, what, this is my favorite part is always when they come and say, how do I do this? I say, well, I don't know. Go figure it out. You know, yeah. and, um, that, and that's, that's the, that's the beauty of it. You know, when, um, when they could do that and, and, you know, when you like it so much that it doesn't seem like a job anymore, then, you know, that must be it. So. It's true. I, I had a nice chat with my dad a few, it was probably about a month ago, about, you know, how he really taught us to tinker. You know, my dad, just like I think your story, you know, had a, a garage and he always said, I taught you how to think and, and you learn while you're, while you're doing. And I, I can't stress that enough on why that's even more important for makerspaces because you're right. You're not giving them the solution. You're helping them develop kind of, you know, find the solution as opposed to here's what the solution is. So um, super fun. I do want to chat a little bit about, it's very hard, I know this uh, Makerspace is obviously, could, we could show a lot of pictures if this is a, a video chat, uh, but I do want to talk about where we are today, in all seriousness, you know, um, the last statistics I saw 
we had about 5.5 million students in elementary and and secondary here in 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 Canada. So there's a lot of students that are that are that are not just home for March break, but they're home potentially indefinitely. So, as an educator, what are you seeing online right now that parents and teachers can leverage for remote learning? Um, well, first of all, I have to give credit for all the parents because you know I, I can see them being overwhelmed right now. Yeah. Um, even even if one or two is working or, or not working or both working, and then they have you know school age kids at home saying, "Oh my gosh, what do we do now?" Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it's it's interesting. There is there is almost an overwhelming amount of material out there now um, on social media, and I can see you know somebody who's not you know that's familiar with it all sitting back yeah. and saying, "Oh my God, where do I start?" Yeah. Um and that's that's really the hardest part and I think what's really um what, what our school board's done really well though is they've come out with um a few documents for um parents to to kind of have a, a a base in um mm-hmm. in terms of where do we start, you know, like how do we structure the day? What what do we need to look at? Um which I think is a good way to ground it all um and and a good starting point, which is nice. But then um once they get familiar with that, there is so much um, innovation online right now that parents and teachers and and suppliers even um, and educational companies that are sharing, you know, in terms of ways to enhance, um, you know, what they're seeing in terms of what they should be teaching their kids. Uh, so it's it it really is overwhelming, but you know, if if you kind of if they kind of sit back a little bit and see what's online and just take what they need out of it, you know. Um, Are there any uh, websites that you that you would recommend parents go to? Because I agree that I've seen so much already just being at home the last, you know, almost two weeks from Scholastic offering, you know, free uh, free learnings. A lot of people don't even realize the what's available at their public libraries if they have a library card, right? The amount of books and, uh, um, you know, music, videos that are available. So any any tips for the parents that is that are struggling with where do I go? Well, I think you hit it right on. It's, it's look at Look at the um, the websites that you know already, uh, like the library sites for sure. There is mm-hmm. so much information there, and even the library, uh, the virtual library sites for the schools. There's a ton of stuff on there, um, and I know some information is available for that online through the uh, the school board. But also, you're right. Places like Scholastic, they've uh, opened up their website and made all their resources free, and there's a there's like a, there's a ton of stuff there as well. Um, and even um, um, oh, the the public broadcasters like PBS and and TVO, uh, TVO especially, they have a lot of uh, programming information available with how-to videos. You know, so I think I think it does take a bit of research. Uh, you know, understanding that you know we're in this for a bit of a long haul right now. So I think maybe to not be too overwhelmed, just sit back and say, well, you know, let's look at what we know in terms of. Um, videos and or not videos and websites and and go from there and see which ones are more useful to us. You know. Yeah, I just again some of the things I've seen. I know our local workforce Windsor Essex actually has put together a page, and I'll link this in the podcast description. But it's basically a learn from uh, from home 
guide for kids of all ages and also for adult learning because we really, you know, although we're focusing today on your demographic of elementary, but, you know, this is a great time for everyone to learn. And some other cool things that, I, that I've seen is, you know, Google now lets you explore a lot of the U.S. national parks with 360-degree virtual tours. We've yep. seen that for art galleries. So it's been really interesting, and I almost suggest that, you know, uh, that anyone listening, uh, they follow, you know, yourself because you're putting out a lot of great content. But, but you know, there is so much being pushed out on social media and things are changing by the minute in terms of oh. what people, you know, free models are, or premium models are now free models for a lot of the subscriptions. So, yep. yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, you're right, there's a lot of apps and, and programs that are not charging for downloads um, or even for the next couple of months, the services are free. Yeah, um, you know, and it's just it's just incredible, and, I, and it's you're right. It's so hard to keep track of. Last I saw, um, I know the government put out a um, a document with uh, different websites to to access, and it was like 17 pages long. Yeah, yeah. from the business side, uh, that's what I've been doing the last you know week and a half is trying to kind yes. of consume. And to understand what are all the subsidies that are available for businesses, how do they affect more early stage companies. So, you know, I, I think even now more so than ever, we really are becoming these data nutritionists, right? Trying to take the data, understand what's what's relevant to whether it be my child's learning or or my business. So it is a lot of information, and and that's why it's nice to have people like yourself who who are are, are really kind of leaders in the maker space. So. Or, or learning in in terms of STEM learning. So what would you suggest? And is it possible for parents, let's say you're at home, a parent's listening, to really start their own makerspace at home? And I know I, this is where I want you to talk a little bit about what you've built with the Hawks Makerspace YouTube channel and what you're doing with that with that uh, YouTube space. Okay. Well, a, a, a makerspace is, is anything you want it to be. Um, you know, it could be the dining room table with some tape, um, you know, some cardboard, some scissors, some paper, and that's it. You know, it, makerspace isn't necessarily a physical space. It's more of an idea. Um, mm -hmm. And it can happen anywhere. It can happen in the garage, on the on the front lawn, in the backyard. It can happen, you know, like I said, on the dining room table. Um, you know, so it's not, it's not set in terms of a physical space. It's more a case of letting you know, your imagination go with, um, you know, what it is you're interested in, what you want to build maybe, or, or what you've seen online or on TV and say, I don't want, I really want to do that. My, a good example, and I saw this uh, a couple of days ago on, on, um, on Twitter, it was, it, was really, it was really great to see where a parent <clears throat> was really frustrated for the first half of the day trying to, you know, teach some things, do some homeschooling. And then she said by, by noon she gave up. And then the, the, I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl or uh, whoever it was, but um, they said that uh, she said they just uh, left them alone. They did their own thing. So three hours later, she came back, and this um, uh, young student had built a house out of cardboard with rooms and furniture and and all kinds of different things. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's just that's incredible. And that's makerspace. That's what makerspace really is. Yeah, it, it's creating with your hands. You know, it can be as simple as something with cardboard. It can be something a little more intense, like a like a wind turbine made out of cardboard parts and a straw that has some, something that moves. You know, it can be like automata with like little camshafts and straws, or it can be things paper craft, right? Like uh, yeah. you know, different things that you make out of paper. We, you know, we 
you know, like different 20-sided shapes or 3D shapes or cubes, you know what I mean? And then yeah. building on it and doing something new. So that, that's really all it is. It's, it's finding out interest of, of, the, of the kids themselves. They say, well, what do you want to create today? You know, or maybe, you know, look for some ideas online and say, this looks pretty cool. You want to try this? And, you know, and, and things sometimes morph into uh, something bigger. You, you, you never know, right? So, but you just have to have some patience and you have to be able to um, <laughs> live, live with a mess for a little bit. You know, no, that's because, not, yeah, and that doesn't mean uh, uh, giving your kids a bunch of coloring pencils and, and writing everywhere. I've seen right. a, little, a lot of those on Instagram and Twitter. Right, because what, and, and the thing everybody has to remember, and, and you know, um, when, so for this example, for this person who, this, this young student that built this house, this sectional house, you know, there would have been, all kinds of language going on there because they would have been talking to themselves in terms of how they make things and they would have been measuring, they would have been cutting and organizing and planning and thinking. So, you know, if, if you really looked at it closely and as a teacher you could knock off just a whole bunch of lines of curriculum in just that little two or three hour time that yeah. that person worked on it, you know. So if you can maybe recognize that as a parent, you can say, okay, done. Yeah, you know, so, like. So share a little bit about your YouTube channel, because I, again, I took a peek at it this morning. So there's actually quite a bit of videos on it. So uh, how can uh, what would uh, what would a parent find on this channel? Okay, so it's it's actually it's broken down into four separate playlists. Um, and so the the one playlist is is our our radio show that we do interviews. Um, and another one of the playlists is uh, we actually do interviews with students that have done projects. So I have a couple of teams that uh, interview kids and, and talk about what they've made in Makerspace. And then there's another one um, that actually goes into some really detailed instruction for grade three and four projects. And that's something that it's a long-term thing we're working on. But the one thing that I'm, I'm doing right now that I really want parents to, to look at is the daily challenges. Um, so last week on Monday, I started posting uh, daily videos. So each day, uh, Monday through Friday, and it's it's a single challenge. And whether it's uh, like a, a paper craft type challenge, it could be a structural building type of challenge. It could be a challenge that involves movement of some kind. Um, you know, so I tried to make it um, simple enough that. You know, some uh, kindergarten students and primary students could do it, but they might need a little bit of help and maybe engaging enough that the yeah, intermediate and junior students would want to take part as well. So I'm trying to um, help, you know, parents out and maybe other educators and by at least posting something from, you know, the maker-type world yeah. that the kids can do. Because I, I know our students miss makerspace, and I really miss it as well. Oh, have you heard one, from any of them? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've heard from a few, yes. Oh. And uh, and this is this is kind of one way where I can say, okay, well, just because we're not there, we can still do stuff. And I tried to make it so um, we use very limited materials, um, and it's all low tech. You know, there's no batteries involved, no wires, no no circuits, uh, no Lego because not everybody will have you know uh, enough Lego at home either. So we, we, you know, just a lot of actually a lot of it is newspaper and cardboard, and I know the cardboard you can get when you uh, go grocery shopping, and newspaper you can get because grocery stores have flyers. And, yeah, that's uh, a, we, 
It's amazing yeah. what you've done, what you've done, Chuck, and it's been so awesome to see how how educators, parents, businesses are pivoting. Right? They're they're going from delivering content in person to what you're doing right now with trying to deliver that content uh, virtually. Um, so, when you think of the maker community, one thing that I've seen a lot. Um, whether through email, through social media, through the regular media, is how the maker community is playing a role throughout this pandemic. Has there been anything that has inspired you um, from the maker community throughout this COVID-19 pandemic? Well, and yeah, actually, it's it's the uh, it's this whole um, movement that's 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 going in terms of um, gathering all the people with uh, and all the companies with 3D printers. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not just a big big companies, it's it's individuals that have two or three printers that are making the face shields and, you know, working on the respirator parts and, and that's just that's just incredible. It's you know, awesome. how uh, yeah, how, you know, a company from you know, from from Guelph Inksmith, uh, they they started, you know, a little while ago. I know I remember getting an email from Jeremy about about that and he was chatting about it and I thought, wow, this is really cool. And then sure enough, like three or four days later it's like, wow. You know, people are dropping stuff off at, at their door and, you know, finished products. And, you know, even here locally, you know, we have uh, companies that are stepping up and, and doing that. But, you know, what's interesting, though, and this is where um, you, you, the whole word in terms of maker, it, it, you have to understand makers Makers are not just people that, um, you know, uh, you know, drill holes and, and cut mm-hmm. cardboard and that sort of thing. They're also... You know the scientists that are that are doing yep. experiments to try to find cures, and you know what I mean. So it's just it's incredible how you know everybody's looking for the innovation, how to make things better, how to you know mm-hmm. do it a different way, and and I think that's what the maker community is good at, and I think this is really they're shining now. You know, I I couldn't of, I couldn't agree more in terms of the, the you know the maker community. Um, I wouldn't say it's even a resurgence, but uh, but it's definitely it's something that I've seen, and, and I think I, I like that you alluded to Inksmith and Jeremy and what he's doing up the 401. Um, yeah. And locally here, again, this is part of the reason why I want to get back onto the the Tech in the City Airways was to showcase what's going on here locally, including educators like yourself delivering content daily um, through YouTube. Uh, we've got 3D, um, Calcom 3D, who's Calcom, working yep, yep. along with Pepco. They're working with um, uh, OLT Foot Care, so a traditional co- uh, a company that was traditionally doing foot 3D printed foot orthotics. So there's this consortium of people, and, and this is just a few of them, that are coming together to build face masks. You have uh, a local dentist, Eric Kuchka from the Denture Center, who is literally taking the technology he has to print 3D print dentures, and he's transforming that to help print not only ventilator components, but uh, uh, the N95 masks or PPE. So it's been it's been crazy. I've even seen um, some engineering students from uh, Dr. Jill Urbanix and Manufacturing working on contactless door openers. So you know, just putting yes. these 3D yes. printed parts on doors so you're not using your hands and transferring um, uh, any type of bacteria. So um, it's just so inspiring, and I think that's that's kind of the message that that I that I personally get excited to see online because there is so much um heartache right now and and yeah. and anxiety and and I think 
you know, I read a great article in entrepreneur.com about we're going to see a lot of innovation come from this pandemic, right? And I think that's what you're basically seeing in the makerspace is things aren't working the way they used to. We've got to design and think of new new ways to solve problems. Yeah, and I think people have to remember, too, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of who you and I have just mentioned, they're not multinational corporations. There's a lot no. of individuals, right, no. that are, aren't, aren't really saying to themselves, well, I'm just one person, I can't make a difference. But they are. Because, like you said, if, if they have an idea and they form some kind of partnership with somebody else and then they get the ball rolling and then it just look what happens, right? So, and, and, that, yeah. and you're seeing that organically happen. Look at Inksmith. I mean, it can't, I think, and again, don't quote me on this, but I, I saw a tweet go out just saying, hey, can anyone print this part? Here's the file. Drop yeah. it off at my door. And you're right. in, instantly it literally rallied a community. In fact, like that's really, I think, what prompted a lot of the makers ah. to, to say, what can I do? And, and I, my inbox was inundated. I know economic development inboxes was inundated with just people saying, what can I do to help from yeah. not only the 3D printing community, the manufacturing community. I mean, we're seeing it. And, and Windsor's unique. I mean, we know how to build stuff, right? We really know how to build things here. And and uh, that's been awesome. And I think, you, you know, it's true. You don't, just because you're one person doesn't mean you can't make a difference. And in fact, leveraging technology, which we're doing now so more than ever, allows you to, for example, look at your YouTube station. You now can impact parents around the world, right? It's not just, yeah. you're not just local anymore. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. It, it's 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 been amazing. So normally in this podcast, I I end with um with a uh, with a question about what what is your my guest's I guess moonshot. But I really wanted to kind of flip it into putting it into perspective today. And if you were to put together a time capsule today, what would you put in it? You know how hard that question is. Holy I know. I, I came up with oh it today. I, was like, I don't. I hope no one ever asked me this question. So you can't. You can't ask me that question. Well, and you know. Okay. So and and I thought about that, right? I thought, okay. So I mean, the true definition of a time capsule is a moment in time. So I thought, you know, aside from you know technology not working in a hundred years, assuming you could somehow do that, right? I think it would be so cool to um, take a day. And although a day might be not be enough, but have do a take a video crew and just video all of Windsor Essex County, and mm-hmm. just go from you know uh, greenhouses to manufacturing to research to schools to you know, farming. You know what I mean? And just take a a video of this is this is what it looks like now, yeah. right? This is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. And these are the problems that we solved, and this is this is our leisure life. This is you know Point Pelee. You know what I mean? Like just just yeah. a just a. I think that's what I would do, you know, and just so people can kind of see, you know, down the road how far they've come, or if they haven't gone far at all, or you know how different things. Are. You know what I mean? Like that. I think that that's what I would do. And I'm sure as we go into the next industrial revolution, things like you said will change. And I know I always get excited or. Um, it really makes you think when you start to when you see those pictures that were taken decades and decades ago, and you don't realize how quickly um, our communities are changing and our industries are changing. And like you said, technology is changing. So mm-hmm. that is a good one. I was gonna. I was one of my items I'd put in a time capsule if it was actually today um, would be. Uh, a toilet paper roll. I have one sitting, uh, <laughs> sitting next to me here, and I I didn't want to recycle it, and I was like, I feel like I should keep this as a souvenir um, to say, you know, um, you know, 
God forbid. I hope I hope everyone in this community stays uh, safe and uh, and healthy. It's uh, again we're in, in we're in such interesting times, and our new normal now is is really you know being inside. But um, that's where we need to be, right? Stay home. Yeah. Stay home. <laughs> so Chuck, safe, yes. Yeah. So Chuck, I wanted to thank you again. I know you literally just for everyone listening. Um, I I. I sent uh, Chuck a DM this morning, and he literally said, yep, no problem, let's do it this afternoon. So we had a few technical difficulties, but um, hopefully this podcast will come out nice and clean. But uh, uh, Chuck, any last comments on on where parents or teachers, educators can go? You have so much insight into that makerspace. So in addition to going to your YouTube channel, which I will link in the description in the podcast, are there any other key websites that you go to for insight or, or I guess, um, some inspiration. Well, you know, it, it's it's so hard to nail, to nail it down because everybody's offering something, right? And I think what I think what you'd have to do though is just search what you're interested in first. Um, yep. You know, whether it be you know virtual tours like we talked about earlier, whether it be reading materials or instructional video or how-to videos or you know what I mean. They just it, I, I, over the last week, I I just I can't believe yeah. how much is out there. Right, so I think it. I think it really depends on what the interests are, you know, of the kids that are at home as well, and and just trying to search and make heads or tails of of what what the next step is for it. It's it's hard, like you know, you said that you know Google and the library and, and Scholastic and um, you know uh, even the suppliers that you know supply makerspace stuff, they're putting out uh, how to videos and things like that. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's just like holy cow, you know, how do you keep track of it all? Oh, it's a lot, and I know. Again, I guess I would encourage everyone to just follow you on social media because you are on Twitter. I know you're always sharing other maker communities posts, and I'm sure that inspires you to come up with new things. So we look forward to seeing. In fact, maybe I'll take a stab at trying to uh, to follow along in one of your workshops over the next. Uh, uh, well, who knows? It could be a few weeks. It could be a few months. But again, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on Tech in the City, and uh, I. I, I hope you stay safe and well, and I look forward to seeing you on YouTube. Well, thanks, Yvonne. And uh, you too. Uh, keep up the great work. You're doing an awesome job keeping thanks. everybody in touch with what's going on, for sure, in the uh, you know the, the the corporate and manufacturing world and the technical world. So awesome! Know, um, I'm, I'm powered by an amazing team and community. So uh, that concludes another edition of Tech in the City. Um, If you are at home and looking to listen to some past podcasts, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. Uh, We will see you again soon.